drink cinema. Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. It is our last episode of 2022. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Can you imagine? I feel like we just did The Princess Bride last week. I was trying to think of one we'd done earlier in the year. Return to Oz. Oh, no, early, that early. That early was like in the two year. years ago. Yeah. yeah, a year and a half, whatever. I don't know how many episodes we're up to. 37. More than 50. More than 50. Because we've done more than one whole year. Yeah. This year we've done anniversary movies. Yeah. Uh, potentially including Love Actually. And we still haven't got a lot of them. Like I've seen articles about yeah. like it's 20 years since Goodwill Hunting. 25 years since Goodwill oh, Hunting. Yeah, we missed that, didn't we? We're like, we? we didn't do that one. Yeah. Or like, it's 20 years since this, 25 since this. So, apologies if you heard at the start of 2022 that we were doing anniversary movies and you're like, thank fuck, they're finally doing Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, finally, they'll do Santa Claus 2. We watched but part, no. I watched the, at our Christmas, family Christmas last evening, mm. the Santa Claus was on in the background. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Okay. Okay. That's all. But tonight, we are giving you a break from Christmas. Uh, It is the 23rd of December when this will be released. Oops. It is Festivus. Mm. uh, But we are doing Chicago. And you know why, Lee? Because crime doesn't take a holiday. (laughs) Doesn't it? Uh, There's not... There's Actually, I don't think there's even Christmas in this movie. No, I don't even... You don't really even know when it's set. I think it's it's set in the winter, this. Yeah, right. But then he says at the start she'll hang before the year is out. Who knows? I think it's November. Okay. Which is why it was released in December. Oh, so it was current events. Yeah, so it was like filmed and then released straight away. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> filmed the events. We don't have to justify why we're doing it on the 23rd November of December. The third. Well, the, the justification is that it's 20 years. Yeah. And it was nominated for 13 Oscars. Yeah, so we it's had a to worthwhile it. movie. Had to do it. Uh, Chicago, the movie musical directed by Rob Marshall. Yep. Starring Catherine Zeta-Jones, Renee Zellweger and Lucy Liu. Yeah, the three. They're the three main <laughs> she people. Was, she was uh, equally highly credited in this as she was in Charlie's Angels. Pretty much. Where she was one of the angels. Mm. Is this a prequel? To Charlie's Angels. Yeah. No. Is that Lucy Liu's Charlie's Angels character going undercover into a prison? No. No? Okay. Where she meets Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore. Or is that why she wanted to study law to become the Ally McBeal office? Uh, Well, it wouldn't be a prequel because Ally McBeal was before... It was before the movie Chicago, but it wasn't before the 1930s where this movie's set. 20s? 20s. The Roaring Twenties. There yeah, was lots very of much jazz and skirts. sex and murder. Yeah. Ooh, oh my! Yeah. Speaking of alcohol, you've um, made a cocktail. We made a cocktail. We have revisited uh, the I've prison put, bitch. I put a from tw- Connie a twist on a prison bitch. What's in it? It has gin, amaretto, triple. This sec, much, if slash, you're watching, um, Cointreau. Orange juice, cranberry juice, and a bitters. A couple of drops of blood bitters in the top. 
Okay. So, well, the quantities will be on our socials at, at Two yeah, Drink Cinema, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, it is. Cheers. Cheers. Jesus. Wow. Oh, yeah. The recipe was made for a bigger glass. Or the recipe I looked up was for f- two and I doubled it because I thought it was one. Okay. But it's it good. would still balance out. I got no bitters in that whatsoever. Oh, I got a little bit of bitters in that one. It's definitely got orange in it. It's I think right. the orange and the amaretto work together well. Yeah. The orange and the Cointreau go together surprisingly well. Yeah. What are you going to give uh, it? I'm thinking like a three and uh, a half. I was thinking a three. Yeah, maybe a three. So go a three. Yeah, go a three. I still haven't got any um, bitters yet. Anyway. Oh, I just thought of a better way I could have introduced this episode, but let's move on. How alcoholic is the movie? <laughs> it's a pretty alcoholic movie. Uh, the whole the opening's in a bar. The opening's in a bar and people are drunk. Yeah. And then whenever they're doing like a sh- one of the show numbers, if you will. Yes, it's in a cabaret it, lounge. It's in a cabaret lounge and people are drinking. Queen Latifah has alcohol in her office. Yep. She Richard had a drink Gere with had Roxy. dinner with people when he finds out that Lucy Lou murdered someone. Yeah, they're drunk there. And they're drinking. Mm. Um... Oh, Roxy and uh, Fred Casely are very drunk oh, when they yeah, go home at the drunk. start. He, they're so drunk he can't even speak in a good American accent. No. He, it's quite bad. <laughs> they're so drunk they can't even walk up the stairs. Yeah. And they, have, mm. they end up in the teacher from Hairspray's doorway. That's who it was. Yeah. I was I, like, I, I literally was just, that? I literally just realised it like, then. I've seen her in something else. Is she also the stenographer? Or she's in the courtroom? Well, she's a witness. Oh, the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, right. I thought it, well, I, she was the stenographer, but then I saw a male stenographer, so I thought she was something else, but she's a witness. She's a witness. So, yes, she is also the witness because mm. she witnessed it. Yep. The but alcoholicness witness, no, of the just movie. just witnessed that he was there. Well, but not what happened in the apartment. Yeah. Witness that they were having an affair, which I'm not sure that works into the prosecution's side. Surely. Um, yeah, that's why they called that witness. Who knows? I'm not a lawyer. No, they lost anyway. Yep. The prosecution, um, I mean. Still less corrupt than the courtroom in Miracle on 34th Street. Or just, uh, bang, letters, yay. Yep. How alcoholic uh, is the movie? I'm going it, to say a 3.5. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. So we're on the same page to start with. That's good. Excellent. Let's see if that maintains for the rest of the film. Mm. So uh, for new listeners, we rate every movie on the Archie Q. De Niro scale, where we give a score to all of these categories that we've come up to fit into the name of our mentor, Archie Q. De Niro, who may or may not be related. Or alive. Um, So A stands for alcoholic and R stands for representation. Yes. Two key cast members are of colour, Tay Diggs and Queen Latifah. Yeah. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. But it's also, I thought of something and I did a little bit of research. So, well, the... 
of the cell block tango girls. Mm. One's um, Hungarian. One's so Hungarian good. and one is black. Uh, and then there are other black prisoners. Yep. Uh, but also there are black people in the audiences of the shows. Yeah, and a band. Yeah, which there would have been definitely in the band. Yeah. I did a bit of a look up for segregation in that time in Chicago. Mm. And, you know, we often talk about historical accuracy, you know, this cast is all white because in 1930 it would have been all white people, yes. blah, blah, blah. But we're like, but it's okay that it's not. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can put other people in there. Like um, what's that show on Netflix that everyone loves? Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah. That's okay, right? It is unlikely that that many people of colour were in audiences in shows in the 20s in Chicago. And highly unlikely that one would have been on the jury of a trial. So well done, Rob Marshall, for putting them in despite the fact that if you wanted to be 100% historically accurate, they wouldn't have been. Yeah. But he's like, well, we we should be giving everyone jobs in movies in 2002. So he did. Yeah, I thought the representation was pretty good. And, and like, Queen Latifah's a lesbian. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Not not the character. I didn't just out Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. Wait. Mama, is, do you reckon she's just working in a women's prison to get with the ladies? Well, she's very flirty with all the ladies. That's she's so they lesbian. pay her. She's a lesbian. Okay, well, let's add that to representation then. Um, yeah. I, it could be a 3.5 or a 4. Yeah. Because I think it's an extra half a point because they've put more representation in than would have been authentic for the sake of making a good job-making movie in 2002. Mm, I reckon a three and a half. Okay. Let's do that. So well done, Marshall and team. Queen Latifah's good. But it also wasn't, the band wasn't just black. To be like, these were the kind of jobs that black people would yeah. have had in the 20s in Chicago. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, even though they probably would have been. Yeah. Um, so it was both diverse in all areas. Do you reckon Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis from Some Like It Hot were in that band? Yeah, they were. Because they were also in Chicago around the same time. I, I saw him miming the... Marilyn was actually the show on before Catherine Zeta-Jones that night. Ah, right. She's yeah. the warm-up act. That's the prequel. Some Like It Hot is a prequel to Chicago. Okay. It's got murder in it. It's a spin-off. Possibly. Yeah. If okay. uh, Marilyn Monroe had had $5,000 and lived in Chicago and come to see me, Richard Gere didn't have to say all three of those lines about Jesus. No. He just needed to say if Jesus had lived in Chicago and had $5,000, the story would be different. Yeah. Because the $5,000, he's not going to go, I've got $5,000, I live in Chicago. I'm not going to go and see Billy Flynn. Yeah. That's I think the implication, the implication of the $5,000. We know that. It was kind of yeah. over-explaining it. Yeah. Um, Richard yeah. Gere is good Billy Flynn, though. Actorly. Yeah. Less good singerly. He's the worst of the main cast, though. Yeah. Which is saying something. Yes, he's the worst singer of the main cast, the most auto-tune of the main Especially cast. Especially high notes. Yeah. One point he doesn't even sing it. 
Yeah, he's drinking drink a glass of milk, which we know is not good for your voice. Yeah. Come on, Richard. Your vocal coach would not have been happy. Mm. Uh, the Richard. C in Archie stands for cry. How much did I cry? None. Or either of us cry, but I'm the crier of the two of us. I didn't cry. None. Which I thought I might. Mm. Not no even when, they, when we got hanged? No. I don't cry at sad things. Zero. Yeah. Sorry. Something that won't score a zero is oh. the H oh. for Archie, which is for horniness. Horny. The All that jazz is horny. All that jazz is horny. Everybody's having an affair with someone. Yep. Um, Billy Flynn's horny. Uh, the girl, and Queen the girls Latifah's are horny. horny. The girls are horny for Billy Flynn. We yeah. want Billy. Mama's song is just euphemism central. Yeah. Um, you put in for Mama, she'll put out for you. Yeah. Stroke like the Princeton crew. Yeah. Is she you a lesbian me, if she's going to jerk you. off a whole college rowing crew? Stroking, <laughs> no. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, and tit for tat. She's got big tits. tits. That bit where she pulls the hanky up through her... Hoo-ha. That whole through song. Yeah. What What did we decide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yarbles. Yarbos. Yarbles. Yarbles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she pulls the scarf up through her yeah, yeah. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. Um, the spread eagle. It's just because, like, but also because they were like, I caught them doing number 17, the spread eagle. Then it's just like, here's Bang. what that position looks yeah. like. <laughs> um, Queen Latifah has enough yarbos to make up for the fact that Renee Zellweger has no yarbos. Yeah. Her character wouldn't probably, like, girls mm, were skinny mm. in the roaring 20s. Skinny was hot in the roaring 20s, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. So, obviously, Renee Zellweger gave all the yarbos to Queen Latifah. She saw that scrunch face going on, though. And they were pushed up. Yeah, when she was doing the number, they were like, I was like, oh, gosh, she's going to get a black eye. She's going to lose one. And then also when the doctor is giving her an examination to see if she's pregnant. Your fly's undone. Fellatio. Velma's whole thing is sex appeal. Like her idea of showing a bit of flashing a bit of thigh in the courtroom, yeah. and um, so it's a five. It is a five. Yeah, because even Richard Gere flirts with Mary Sunshine, mm. who is a very proper lady. Yeah, as you know, my paper is dry. Mm. She was a moth. Crushed, crushed on, on the, the wheel, wheel of, of the jazz butterfly, and cigarettes and sex. Both if it wasn't for, for sex, the then they wouldn't have murdered. That's True. the real message of this movie. Yeah. Kids, don't have sex don't have or sex. your wife will murder you. It's like how in horror movies, if you have sex, you die. Yeah. In this, probably you, if have you have sex, affair, you kill someone. If you have an affair, you die. Oh, or kill someone. Because Fred Casely was also having an affair. True, so he's Five died. little Casleys out of the wallet. Mm. And she was shocked. Who wasn't having an affair? Richard Gere didn't sleep with anyone. That we saw. Queen Latifah? He's really not really been able to come back since the gerbil, has he, Richard Gere? No. I was thinking <laughs> that watching the movie. I'm like, what happened to Richard Gere? Went, ah, ah. 
That's tribal. Google it. Um, uh, not uh, kids. We're not going to go through it. We're not going through um, it. But kids, if you're listening, don't Google it. Um, but if you adult want to Google it, keep your safe search on. That just gets in a, case. that gets a few references in Family Guy episodes. Richard Gere and a gerbil. Oh yeah. Um, Amos isn't having an affair. No. I love you, honey. I love. You. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Amos, Andy. His sad clown. It's a good song. It's very it? good. But John C. Riley's portrayal of the sad clown thing. He's very good. He's a good singer. He is a good singer. It's, it's funny. So not a John C. Riley yeah, role. It's funny to think that like either side of this is like shit with Step, Will Ferrell. Step Brothers and then Talladega Nights. Uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. yeah. Should watch that again. That's funny. When's, ooh, when, was that, when did that come out? Ooh, Those kids. Interesting. Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> God. God. Oh, funny. Um, Horniness is five. Yes. On the scale. Speaking of Amos, the I uh, in Archie is for insults. Um, there's basically a whole song of Roxy insulting him. That's true. <laughs> we did, and we did. He um, ain't no chic, and that's no great physique. And Lord knows go, he ain't got the smarts. With just one more brain, what a halfwit <laughs> he'd be. Dummy, crummy. crummy? She doesn't say scummy. scummy. Chubby. Nope, it's not love actually. Yeah. Dummy, crummy, funny hubby of mine. Maybe. Because he's a funny honey. Yeah. There's a fair few insults. There in is this in that movie. song. Dumb um, tomato. Yeah, dumb tomato. I can't believe I'm losing my publicity to that dumb tomato. Is calling Mary Sunshine a pushover insulting? Yep. Um, Even though I don't think that she is. No. But she does lead the, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, it's true. oh yes. She's the one, the first one to be Understandable. Yeah, she's yeah. the first one to say it's understandable. Um, Queen Latifah says that Velma is common. Yeah, and then they um, say dumb, common, criminal. Um, then Richard Gere and Renee Zellweger have a couple of words for each other. Yes. Dumb, common criminal. Fred Casely calls Renee Zellweger. You are a dumb, common criminal. Yeah. Fred Casely says to Roxy, you're just a two-bit, what is it? I wrote it down, two-bit talent with skinny legs. Mm. That's insulting. Sleazy Mick Lawyer. At one point, Renee Zellweger just says to Catherine Zeta-Jones, I hate you. So that's kind of insulting. The, the Between them, the hating, the hating is strong. The jealousy. Yeah. But they've already rivalry and hatred. And I do like that Catherine Zeta-Jones says um, there's only one industry where that doesn't, where that doesn't matter. matter. Yep. And then they sell out the Chicago Theatre. For I've one been song. To. Yeah, all of their shows seem to be one song. Well, that's what I was like at the end because like first time they're doing a yay and they, it's like that's the introduction. Then they do their one song. All that jazz. And then it's like oh, yeah, no, curtain I, call. Yeah. Yeah, curtain call. But at the start, all that jazz is one song, but she gets arrested. But then can't do it alone. She's like, we do this, 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 and this. That's one song. Yeah. Also, she only tells one joke. Oh, yeah. She'd say, what's your sister like? I say men. <laughs> In a vaudeville show, if I went to a vaudeville show and there was one joke, I'd want my money back. Yeah, it's not the same level of vaudevillian that cabaret is. That's for sure. No. Same level of horny. 
No cabaret hornier. There is diddly diddy two ladies. Diddly diddy. That's what gets Lucy Lou's husband shot. Yeah, uh, and the two ladies. Um, I was going to say the same level of horniness, but we, it, they're both maximum horniness. Well, they're both five out of five on our scale. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I wouldn't like to go back through our scale and have to score relatively because we've given oh something God, a no. five that's probably less horny than Hairspray. Yeah. But we've also given Cabaret a five and this a five. And Love Actually a five. Yeah. But they're all different horniness. That's the beauty of making up your own scale and sticking to it. Yeah. It's not an art. Uh, you're a phony celebrity, you're flashing the pan is another insult. So I'm giving it a... I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a three to five for insults because there's a lot of hating going on in this movie. Great. Enclosure. Jail cells. Yeah. And at the start, Fred and Roxy's apartment is shit. Amos and Roxy's apartment. What did I say, Fred? Fred. Um, well, you see him more than there. <laughs> yeah, true. There's one room and a bedroom and a bathroom. It's a shithole. Yeah. I'm giving it, I want to almost say a one. Yeah, I'm going to give a one for the cells, and that's where most of it is. Even though the jail is big. Lucy and it's Lou's big enough, house is big, but, yeah, we, you know. That's one scene, despite her high crediting. Even though the jail is big enough to put on big show numbers, the cells are small. Yeah. Quotability. That was the start of Cell Block yeah. Tango. Quotability. It's Look. not hugely quotable, but people do say, and all that jazz. Mm. To just mean, etc., etc. Yeah. Which is quotable from a different musical. Etc., etc. Et no accents, sorry. Um, beep, 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 uh, quote a bit. I don't know. I didn't write anything. So no, I didn't really write tells anything either than other than all that jazz. The only quotes I wrote, I think, were I put down in insults and horniness. Yeah. You I'm, know what pops mm, is pop six squish uh-huh, Cicero Lipschitz a quote? Is that quotable? No. When do you say that in real life? Uh, the only last time I saw that referenced in some way was when it was Pop Six, Cis, Aha, Bernie, Cicero Lipschitz, and it was Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair. You oh. know, when he was like, <laughs> yeah. with his gloves on. It was actually hilarious. I might share that at some point on the okay. socials. I think it is a one for quotability. I no, would I'm... say the quotability is the songs. Yeah, but. And people... I can never remember if we include them or People not. say all that jazz. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give it a 1.25. Okay. One Because people who haven't even seen the movie say, and all that jazz. Oh, we have separate scores for this. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it a one. Okay. We should release in the new year a score sheet so people can watch the movie and send us their scores. Yes. Get in touch, listeners, if you would like your own Google Sheets. Ooh, and you can, you can put your scores in uh, to add to ours. And we'll put them out there on the socials. Yes. It's just I like, like me, making more work for myself. I you can, can make the spreadsheet. Okay, thanks. You're that admin person. I'll Google spreadsheet and he'll fill it out for me. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
So we're up to De Niro already. Oh, the Q was for quotability. That's his middle initial, which yeah. I think stands for quotability. It's Archie yeah. quotability, quotability De Niro. Niro. Because he's a very quotable person. He is. Uh, <laughs> the D for De Niro stands for drink as well as De Niro. Yeah. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Neither. Um, even though Brad's drink was oh, invented God, not go. far from Chicago. That's true. I can't remember In Bradford, exactly where. Mississippi. I made that up. That sounds like a real place, though. I reckon it. I reckon Bradford, Bradford's a city, I'm but I don't get, know if it's in Mississippi. You look it up. I'll look up where Brad's drink was made from, because actually, as I said, that I think it might have actually been invented in Massachusetts, which is not near Illinois. Bradford, Mississippi is a place. Really? Why do I know? Do I know that? Or did I just make that up? I don't know. Brad's drink. This is an 1846 Thomas G. Bradford map of Mississippi. Oh, there you go. Why was Pepsi called Brad's drink? Caleb Bradham invented it. And it was in a small town of Newburn, North Carolina, which is not oh, in Illinois. I was say, no. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Not. Um, um, but I don't think I couldn't, I didn't see a Coke or a Pepsi. No. Which is surprising because there's lots of drinks. Yeah, so it's not even like somebody had his scotch and Coke. Or there was a bottle of Coke on the table that you noticed. Yeah. Um, so that's a zero. Mm. Yeah. You know this isn't scoring as well as I thought it might have. Well, this but is the, the next thing. one I reckon will score all right. This is the thing. Good movies don't necessarily score well on our invented score sheet. This could score lower than Austin Powers Gold Member. Oh, God. So we'll see how we go. That will give you the idea. Yes. Um, so Endurance is the E of De Niro. This movie still looks bloody good. It does still look good. It hasn't been 4K restored yet, but it will be. Does, I don't know if it needs to be. The only bits that kind of looked dodgy is where they go out on the street and it's clearly like... The back lot. The back lot. But that's okay. Like, how can we say this is Chicago, even though the movie's called Chicago? Oh, put an elevated train there. Yep, that works. Endurance. Yeah, it still looks good. The show has endured. The show has endured because they're still doing 14 versions of it somewhere in the world. Uh, and the movie... Well, Shane played it last year. There you go. This is one of two songs that Shane and I have both played bass for. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because I played it on tuba once. And two songs in, my tuba fell apart. And I had to try and put it again. That's Put it back together during the show. The conductor's looking at me panicking. And I'm trying to stick a screw back into one of the valves so the valves can turn. And... He's looking at me, and he looks at me in the break. Another song starts. I'm not quite ready. I got it. It was panic. I got it together just in time for both reach for the gun. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, <laughs> which, like, we're both like, thank God, because that is the umpa song, uh, and I was there for the ums. And the pars? Yeah. Well, more ums in that one than pars. The rest of the band did the par. Okay. Yeah. Not cool. umpa par from Oliver. Oh, he's a little ditty, we're singing in a city, and this goes for 12 minutes, and now we're all crazy. Oh, it does go for 12 minutes, and I was playing trumpet for that one, and it's very high, and I'm not that good at playing high. And it just starts the second half, so you haven't really done like a warm-up, you haven't played a song before that, because you just had interval. It starts the second half? Yeah, and it just goes bang. Oh, even in the movie? There's no second half. There's no interval. 
That's true. Ooh, maybe we'll do that next year. Oliver. Never before has a boy wanted more. Yeah. Anyway. But he does. We have to Um, do at least two musicals a year. I think we've done more than two this year. We've done this and Hairspray. Hairspray was on the Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com. Well, Patreon's changing in the new year, so don't sign up for that. Wait till we announce the new Two Brothers Patreon in 2023. Um, I remember us saying there was a whole... Oh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yes, okay. That's a musical. That's a musical, yep. What else have we done this year? Um, let's have a look. Speed 2, that's a musical. It's a farce. Aladdin. Aladdin's a musical. Um, that's it. That's it, really. For, well, for since we've had the Archie Q. De Niro. Okay. So Aladdin, Hairspray. This, Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain is another... Patreon one. Yeah, right. Well, okay. So we'll need at least two musicals. And you saying Oliver might be one of Oliver them. Oliver might be one of them. I know a musical we're going to do for another podcast. Oh, what a surprise. Our Queer Cinema and Camp Classics podcast has a musical coming up. Yep. Okay. Uh, what were we up to? Endurance. Uh, endurance. We're still on endurance. Um, I think I'm going to give it a four endurance. I was going to say... It's still like it's still good. The story yeah. still works. The the story you could still do, yeah, because people still people are. are, and the ta- the the songs don't seem aged, even though they're jazz. Yeah, I think because jazz has endured. Yeah, like Xanadu, the style of music that is in Xanadu, you just said the, not. What we were gonna. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um. It is a camp classic. It has not uh, aged well, the style of music that is in Xanadu, as well mm. as trad jazz has. The way they did the kind of real life, then like show numbers thing. The transitions between that was those very good. were very good. I remember Better the time love, bit when it first came out, I was like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. So we, did it... Nominated or win for ed- editing? Um, I'm pretty sure it won for editing. So it was nominated for picture. It was nominated well, for... every category. It was 13. It was nominated for... Um, picture, actress. Picture, actress, two supporting actries. Was that Queen and Renee? Yeah. No, Queen and Catherine. Catherine. So it was nominated... This is one thing... This is one issue I have. It, movies sometimes have two leads. And Velma and Roxy... Are two leads in Chicago? I, no, I don't think so. I think Renee's. I think Ve- Roxy's the lead, and Velma's a supporting. In terms of screen time, yeah, okay. And I guess the story is mainly about Roxy. And yes, we know that in the past, um, they've screen time doesn't always take into account, i.e., Godfather. So it was nominated for, but best- also I, I think I'd rather watch an hour and a half of Catherine Zeta-Jones than an hour and a half of Renee Zellweger. Yep. Yeah. She's stunning and still is. Uh, so it was nominated for Best Music Original Song for that I Move On song in the credits at the end. Oh. It it was nominated for Best Cinematography, didn't win. Best Adapted Screenplay, didn't win. Best Director, didn't win. Um, and then Best Actress for Queen Latifah. Supporting actress for Queen Latifah, best supporting actor John C. Riley, best lead actress Renee Zellweger didn't win. 
So it won best sound, best editing, best costume design, best art direction slash set decoration, yep. best supporting actress, and best picture. Who won best? Oh, Roman Polanski won best director. Oh, Who won, won best cinematography? Jeez. Like 2002. Oh, you know what it might have been? Fucking Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, there's Let a good chance. Just, best adapted screenplay was The Pianist. Best oh, yeah. cinematography was Road to Perdition. There you go. Really? Mm. Okay. Lord of the Rings wasn't even nominated for best cinematography. I don't think it was out that year. It was 2001 no, and the 2000. second one. Because oh. it went one, two, three. Yeah, two was not nominated. One was nominated for quite a few. Two was not nominated not for many. And then three was nominated three was for everything. everything. Yeah. Um, 2002 was a good year of movies because I was looking up things and like who won, who lost, all that shit. There's good movies in there. I haven't seen Road to Perdition. Neither have I. Well, we missed it. There you go. Sorry, everyone. You've got to wait till 2032 now. Yep. Or 20. 2027. 2027. To the 25th anniversary of the best cinematographied movie of 2002. When, you know, I was thinking like we should do with the anniversaries and do ones that won Best Picture. We are not doing Lord of the Rings 3 next year. I'm not doing it. I don't have time. No, because then I'd have to watch the other two and I couldn't get through the first one without falling asleep. But also we have two podcasts now. So we have to watch two movies a week as it is. I can't afford for one of them to be three and a half hours again. No, we've already done some long ones. I had this to watch year. Gone. I've I had to watch Gone with the Wind in four sections. You watched Gone with the Wind. We watched Gone with the Wind and Titanic this year. Yeah. And The Godfather's not a short movie either. No, Titanic. I had to watch in two sections because I fell asleep. Not because the movie was bought was slow at the start, <laughs> but not because the movie was boring, but because because you're it was late. I'm a tired man. Um, anyway, very busy. Endurance. Back to the endurance of Chicago. I think it's a four. I was thinking a four as well, maybe a four and a half. I'm going to do a four and a half. Okay. Then I'm going to do a 4.25. I think that there's some some very like iconic shots that still get referenced, which I, bit, I guess is more impact, but that stood up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it was like when you see Catherine Zeta-Jones, you're like, ah, I guess I remember this. She, I'll say it again, she's stunning. She was, and then I was like, she was like about to burst pregnant when she won an Oscar. Oh, really? She, yeah. She was pregnant in this, maybe? That's what I was thinking at some point. Mm. But I don't know, because it would have, obviously, there's a long time between it getting released and Oscars and it wrapping and getting released. Yeah, true. Um, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that Renee Zellweger didn't do all of her dancing. Is that because at the end she's a better dancer than in one of the songs? Well, yes, and because in that last song uh, that they do together... You don't see her face Her hair is being covered her face a lot. Her face her is, being, is covered being covered by her, her face hair. a lot, yep. Her hair, her hair is covering her face. Because at one point I was like, oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is a much better dancer than Renee Zellweger when yep. you do all that jazz and can't do it alone and her trying to do that Roxy... And she's just like, wiggle, wiggle, I still look awkward, like an anteater. Wiggle, wiggle, awkward. Oh, the mirrors are cool. Yeah. To distract from how awkward she is of dancing. Yeah. The um, production of that is very good. That's well, cinematography yeah. nomination and editing and all of that. Very good. That that number is the best looking number in the show, Roxy. 
Oh, yeah. In the movie show. They spent some money on that. I have to admit something, though. I've only just noticed that the eye of Roxy has a heart on it. I might have noticed that before, but I only just put that it, that's her last name. Even though in the song, <laughs> she goes, Rox, she sings Roxy Heart and, and ding, touches the heart. Yeah. I only noticed her touching her heart at, in this watching. Okay. Sometimes I don't notice everything. Attention to detail. But I re- attention to detail, I remembered, and this can go into nostalgia, I remembered a lot of the choreography. Mm, okay. And I know a lot of the band, I've listened to the soundtrack so many times. This was when you had CDs in your car. And this was, do you remember when we were watching Cabaret yep. to do for the podcast? Yep. Shane was rehearsing. Oh, yeah. Chicago. And yeah. I'm like, there's too much candor and ebb going on. Yeah, yeah. Too much. Too much Bob Fosse. Um, there, oh, yeah, I listened to this soundtrack a lot because this came out to late 2002 and I got my license a little bit after that. So I had my own car and my own little CD player in the car, a mm. mini disc player, I think. Mini disc player. Mini disc yeah. player. Um, and got the CD, which I think I still have the CD soundtrack of Chicago. So mm. listened to this a lot. This got a workout in the CDs. Oh, yeah. And the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Oh, It was like, Moulin we're going Rouge on a soundtrack. drive. Let's put the Chicago or Moulin Rouge soundtrack on. It's a good set. They're both good soundtracks. Yeah. Moulin Rouge 2001, though. They're both on the list of the greatest movie musicals ever made. And one there. of them's a jukebox musical. And one of them's, yeah. Chicago. Mm. No, Moulin Rouge, obviously. So we've done endurance of four for me, 4.5 for yeah, me, 4.25 nostalgia. for you. Nostalgia. I remember watching and I remember listening to the soundtrack a lot and I remember the arrangements and the band parts and a lot of the choreography. Mm. So in rememberability, the, the rememberability part of nostalgia is high. I remember it coming out and then people wanting to do it at school. Yeah. And they've been like, oh, it's a bit raunchy. Then they did it later. They did. It was very good. That's the one I played in where my yeah. instrument fell apart. Um, it was very good. The girls that played Roxy and Velma in that production were very good. Yeah. It's the uh, campest Billy Flynn I've ever seen, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But he was very good as well. Um, did he give him a bit of rattle tattle? Oh, he did on and off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nostalgia. Hmm. I because it's like, what was I when this movie came out? Fourteen. So I'm not like a kid, but I remember it, and we watched it. I've seen the stage show. That doesn't really have nostalgia though. Um. I think... Have you seen a pro of the stage show? Yeah, with Natalie Bassingthwaite and Casey Donovan and Jason Donovan Oh, in yeah. Casey oh, Donovan. Jason Donovan okay? Are we okay Yeah, that's with not him? Craig McCall. Oh, okay. No, yeah. um, yeah. Oh, I said his name. Um, Casey Donovan oh, is... Oh, yeah. Like... Best Velma, I reckon. No, obviously she's... <laughs> obviously she's mama. And the girl that played... The woman that played Velma, never heard yeah. of her before, but yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And Natalie Bassingthwaite can sing. Like, I know that because I've seen her life before as part of the Rogue Traders. The Rogue Traders. But it's different kind of singing. Can she act? Like, I know, we know she yeah, was no, she in was Neighbours. Good. Yeah. Can she act? She was, it was really good. That's good. 
I haven't seen it pro. I don't even. I'm not even sure if I've seen it amateur. I've seen the school production from in the band. Yeah, that's on it. The, so you've seen the little screen in the pit. No, the band was on the stage. Oh, of course, because they're part of the show. Um, yeah. So the set was actually really cool. It was kind of like the back was the prison bars, and then they had like over the top, and the band was in one corner up the top. Oh. Yeah, which was cool. So you could light it and was like, this is a show number, and the band was more lit. Oh, yeah, cool. Lit. Not lit. They got, it was a school they got show. lit later, though. Yeah. Not all of us. There were some students in the band. Ah, right. That No, that I didn't. I did get lit later, actually, because that's the uh, midway through that show, I got a text saying that I'd been made redundant. <laughs> oh. And wasn't it usually also around your birthday? Yeah, it was. It was my birthday. And we were like, it's Lee's birthday. Let's go to the pub after the show. And as I pulled into the car park at the pub, I pulled out my phone and I got a text saying, the company you work for has gone into administration. You've been made redundant. You got a text? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So um, if anyone that is working or has worked in insolvency, that's not the best way to notify staff. Why do you look at me when you say that? <laughs> it's not the best way to notify the staff of the company that's gone insolvent that they're no longer working. No, usually you would go to the company and yeah. have a meeting and be like, FYI, this is up, see you all later. And then everybody would yell at you. Yeah, no, I worked the day before and then got a text saying, no, you're done now. Oh, so nostalgia. Uh, so I went in and said, Dad, you've got to buy the drinks because I can't because I've got no job now. I'm going to give it... That's uh, my that nostalgia, was... remembering being sacked by text. I'm going to give it a three for nostalgia. I'm going to give it a three also. Okay, good. We're quite agreeable today. We are. The eye of De Niro is impact. We both wrote that it brought back... Musicals. This and Moulin Rouge, and both of them were very successful. Was like, wait a minute, maybe we can do movie musicals. Well, we don't get, we don't get hairspray, hairspray dream, dream girls, girls, um, a whole lot of others. Rent. I don't, I don't think we don't get a movie version of Rent if not for this no. movie. And then, yeah, Tay Diggs get is in Rent, his, isn't he? Yeah, because he was in the stage show. He was married to Adina Menzel. Yeah, I didn't know that until I looked him up. Oh, yeah. Um, Adele Dezim. Adele Dezim, for those playing along at home. If, if John, John Travolta is listening. <laughs> you're listening, that's Adele Dezim to you. Um, it could have been a nickname. Talented. I will never forget that moment. It's one of the it's greatest there. moments in pop culture history. The way he just goes, the wickedly talented Adele Dezim. Because <laughs> she was and in Wicked, it, get it? And said it so confidently. My, yeah. But he also like, my good friend. My good friend, the wickedly. The yeah. way he did that, the wickedly, wickedly. talented. Oh, I need to watch uh, that again. What's that clip? What ceremony frozen. was that at? The Oscars. It was when the Oscars. she was singing Frozen. Frozen, let it go. Yeah. Let so it what's go. that, 2014, I think? That's another. We talked a few weeks ago about iconic Oscars moments when we did uh, Moonlight for Rainbow Popcorn. And we like, in the last yeah. 10 years, yeah. we've had Moonlight and La La Land, Will Smith and Chris Rock, yeah. John Dezim. Travolta and De Adele Dazeem. Great. Classics. Someone said fuck was great. Really? Someone said fuck in there except... Oh, Jennifer Lawrence fell over. That was great. I mean, sad. Nah, it was great. No, she would have owned that and made it hilarious. No, but she fell over. J-Law. She was wearing a dress that was too big. Yeah. She fell over going up the stairs 
And then she got up with the microphone. She goes, you're just all standing and clapping because I fell. <laughs> no, you just won an Oscar, Jen. That's a joke, Brett. She made it. She's making a joke. I know. Apparently, she's, <laughs> apparently she's funny. All right, impact. It she hasn't back done a comedy. Musical. We've talked about her. She hasn't done a comedy. But apparently, Silver Linings Playbook is a drama comedy. It's a dark. Yeah, it's like a dark comedy. I didn't laugh, but I don't like. Bradley I don't remember Cooper. laughing. I didn't like Bradley Cooper. Maybe I didn't laugh because it's like about mental health. Yeah, and I don't find that as funny oh no i do i can joke about it Good um <laughs> impact brought back musicals look i don't think there's a reference in chicago uh, in family guy or the simpsons if impact i w- i said earlier in the year if there was a reference to it in glee then it'd oh, have yeah, an impact. yeah yeah um and the other impact i was trying to think about was was queen latifah an actress before this no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think this moved her onto the screen. Yeah. And now she's gone to the small screen. I don't know if she still has her talk show. No. For some reason, I visited the set of her talk show. She was the original singer that became a talk show host. Now they're all popping up everywhere. Ricky Lake. Oh, how could I forget Ricky Lake? Hairspray. And you know he's got a great voice. Maury Povich. <laughs> I was going to say Geraldo because rather than last time I said Ronaldo, that's Ronaldo. not right. The little barbershop oh. quartet, though, of Geraldo, Maury Povich, Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer and, and Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, great. Or Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Because we don't like Dr. Oz anymore. We don't like Dr. Phil either. He's not even a real doctor. I don't like any of them. They're all very problematic. Dr. Phil's not even a real doctor. No. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say Jerry's not a real Jerry, but he probably is called Jerry Springer. What a show, Jerry Springer. What an absolute shit show. It was great. Hot mess is what it's called. Yeah. Is what it is. I think for the impact of launch, bringing back musicals, giving us Queen Latifah. I'm going to, I think impact I I might do a three. I don't think I've really launched anyone else. I think it probably re... 13 um, Oscar nominations? I think it re-thinged the show. Like to another generation that wouldn't know how good the show is. They saw the movie and now if it comes out to real life, a stage show, you would go see it because you love the movie. Yeah, okay. I'm going to give it a 2.75. All right. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I'm happy with a 2.75. Okay. Rewatchability. Does the soundtrack count as rewatchability? It's. I wrote that the re-listenability is high. Yeah. <laughs> but that also makes the rewatchability high. Because you can because kind of just put it on and enjoy the songs and then tune out a bit in between. Pretty sure that's what I did. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's rewatchable because of, um, the songs. Yes. And because like we said in endurance, it still looks good. Yeah. So I'm going to give the rewatchability. And it's not long. No. Like it's two hours. It moves. It drags a bit in the middle. Yeah. That's the sad bit. After it goes song, it goes all that jazz, this song, this other song, cell block tango. 
Then Billy Flynn gets there and takes a bit of a dip. Yeah. And then it goes up again later. Anyak dies. Yeah. And then it does change, getting into the trial. Well, because shit has to go wrong. And yeah. that's where it slows down. Yeah. There's a lot more talking. Yeah. But still good songs. Both Reach for the Gun is a good song. That's, I guess, close to the trial. Um, they took out the song Class, which I quite like. Yeah, and you know why I reckon they took it out? Is because they couldn't work out a way to do real life and a show number. Yeah, because it's just Queen Latifah and Catherine Zeta-Jones singing it in the office. Yeah. Because it happens but they sh- before they the shot trial. Because I remember seeing like... In the on the DVD extra special features, <laughs> that's how old it is. Kids um, before streaming, yeah. there were these discs, and sometimes you got extra things on that. Yeah, and they one were was, a huge selling yeah. point of DVDs. One was deleted scenes. Yeah, and the other thing that people used to do was director's commentary. Oh yeah, um, and that that like I remember watching it, and they're just in the office going, "Everybody's an ass. Nobody's got class." Yeah, good rhyming. Um, rewatchability. I'm going to give it a. Th- 3.5. All right. Like, um, I know the songs, I know the band parts, I know a lot of the choreography. I'm going to give it a four. Theatre people shorten choreography to choreo, and I don't like it. Choreo. I'd rather just be Cory. Oh, graphy. Okay. Choreography, Cory. Photography. Photography. So, but would you just call it fot? No, because choreo is three syllables. Corey. Yeah. Okay. What about botany? Botany that's Bay. That's a completely different word, Brett. Botany Bay. Chromatography. I just call it chromat. How much chromatography are you doing? Uh, none anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Overall. Did it, did it for a little bit. Didn't go well. Um, look, it's a great movie. The, the sound is done uh, well, the visuals, the sound, as we've said. editing, the visuals, one thing I the like Catherine about the, jones of it all. One thing I like about the sound is that at the start, when the band is just playing in the uh, club, when mm. you see an instrument, that instrument is a little bit louder. Yes. So as you're going around and like they show that there's a trombone player, the little trombone line's a little bit louder. So you feel like you're closer to that player. I will also give props to the dancers on stage with Catherine Zeta-Jones at the start. Yep. Well done for picking up the same choreography and not being stumped by the fact that the other sister's not there. I said the same thing. I said, I can do it alone. Lucky that all the other dancers on stage can follow (laughs) it as well. (laughs) Because there's that one bit where she's in the middle of two dancers. What's What's that meant to be with two of them? Well, no, because I think it's meant to be like she did over this half of the stage, she's doing the sister. And okay. then over here, she's doing her. Yeah. So the, well, there are some bits of the dances where they're just like, I don't have Veronica to dance with. I'm just going to go and smoke on the piano instead for two bars yeah, until Velma know. runs onto my side of the stage and then I'm on. I don't know. Yeah, but well done, everybody. Yeah, well done. Um, she. Yeah. Deserved that Oscar. Oh, she's very good. Pretty sure every other single award that year. Did she win lots? She She would have won. She won all of them. Golden Globes. She won a BAFTA. Yeah, good on her because she's Welsh. 
in case you oh, didn't yes, get that by the Welsh. half of her name is Jones. She's Welsh. Hearing her speak yep. with a Welsh accent is strange. Yeah. Somebody, I saw some meme, maybe I'll have to find it, because it was like, I thought that uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones was, um, oh, I can't remember what ethnicity they said. Then it was like, oh, no, she just is a Welsh lady that became famous for playing a Latina woman in Zorro. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. she does have the dark features. Yes. Um the det- the detail of the difference between show number and real life I like. Yeah. As well as the transition. They turn the brightness up a bit. Yeah, but also like when we first meet Mama, she has got no makeup on. Mm. And she looks so plain and her even tits look smaller. True. But then it transitions and she's full made up, full hair done, tits up to her eyebrows. Yeah. Um so like you would you would be tempted to make up all of the characters all of the time but in the prison no no makeup probably you know show stage makeup yeah but no eyeshadow she's got a bit of bags under her eyes they do very well to make her very plain which makes good contrast between the show number i like and then sometimes it's you know when they're doing the show number and then the the um dialogue is contradicting what's in it especially with the billy flynn Yes. All I care about is love. Yeah. Um, he's there in his fancy um, car and suit and shit. But then clearly money, just money, which is why the Hunyak dies. Because she doesn't have $5,000. Very well done. But very oh. macabre. The way then they hang, like when she actually gets hanged and everybody's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, and oh wow! <laughs> Tay Diggs is, you know, announcing her magic trick yeah. while she's walking up real gallows. Mm. Like, ooh, ooh, well done. But that shot, that shot is where it was like, if you probably, if there was a couple of scenes that you were just like, these are the ones we'll send to the Academy to win a best editing one. Okay, there's that yeah. one. Uh, the opening. <laughs> yes. All, all that jazz. Done. <laughs> and, and Roxy. Just send those three things. You'll probably win best picture. Yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones will win an Oscar just from two songs, really. Well, Jennifer Hudson won it on one. So did Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah, because she cried. She was a prostitute. Prostitute who cried. One interesting thing was that there's no blood in any of the murders. Fred Casely has blood. Not much. But the three people that Lucy Liu murders, no blood blood. stains. No blood. The only real blood I noticed is that last murder on the steps of the courthouse. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. I always forget about that. Chicago too. Chicago too, that other woman. How does Billy Flynn can't get her off? She did it in public. Yeah. I don't know how that'll work. Stupid woman. Well it's not, it's fictional. Another thing that's a good detail is when Velma comes and finds Roxy at that audition at the end. And convenient that Tay Diggs is the only piano player in the whole city of Chicago. Mm. No, but Velma's hair looks shit. Yes. And when I saw her, I'm like, that does not suit you, that hairstyle, Velma. And then when I saw the rips in the stockings, I'm like, oh, it's meant to be it's shit. It's meant to be. Down even when luck. she was like in prison, her mm. hair was better. Which um, shows, obviously, that she needs uh, Roxy. 
Yep. To be the other half with the white Tommy guns at the end. Even though Catherine Zeta-Jones is a better dancer, she's quite like, I'd want to say lumpy in her dancing. I don't know why. Not a great choice of word. No, but... Clumsy? Not clumsy because all of the... Or like heavy Yeah, heavy. Heavy footed and heavy armed. It all looks like a lot of effort. Not like Jane Turner or Kath and Kim dancing. But like, I know when she's doing the Charleston, it's very just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. Very good and very well done. The woman that sung the, I mean, danced for Renee Zellweger. Yes, was better at the end. Mm. But I think it shows that that, uh, Velma is not a top level performer. Yeah. But her notoriety has got her to sell out the Chicago theatre. Yeah. Okay. Either that or Catherine Zeta-Jones is just a lumpy dancer. Yeah. I'm going to come up with a better word than lumpy. (laughs) Heavy-footed. All right. Entirety, great story, great show, great songs, great dancing, great music. There's some very shots that are so, like, iconic. Yeah. That you're just like, oh. That's a good one. The poster is iconic. The poster's iconic. As cell you can, block as tangle. You, as you can see. Cell block tango you number. You can't see, but okay. the people on YouTube Oh, yeah, can. that looks good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cell block tango number is great. Yeah. God, it's great. I remember um, girls doing it at music camp in at school. Mm. They were very good. Oh, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the same school. No, but like <laughs> you, I went a couple, a few years later. So it might have been before I went. No, it was my probably year 11. Yeah, okay. Um, I It's like you'd go to see the stage show just almost for that number and all that jazz. It's like when I went and saw Billy Joel and Tina Arena supported him. Yeah. I'm like, just sing Sorrento Moon and piss off, Tina. Chains. Chains, I forgot about Chains. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about Chains. <laughs> but I was like, just sing Osu and then, and then leave. Uh, but then she did other songs. I'm like... Oh, I remember this song. No, oh, I remember this what song. it's actually like is when we went to see Kelly Clarkson and the Rogue Traders did 30 minutes and we're just like, just fucking do Voodoo Child. Just do Voodoo and Child. And get off. Life. I think someone uh, actually called that out from the crowd. Voodoo Child. Rude. woman. Um, yeah, some of the miming I feel isn't that great. You know, because it's like some people can do a lip-synky mime and it looks like they're actually singing it. Yeah, Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears. Richard Gere, not so much. Yeah, his singing disappointed me. I think I had rose-coloured glasses over his singing because mm. I like the songs. Yeah, he could have You'd been better be at the the only mime. main member of the cast not to get an Oscar nomination, wouldn't you? He was the weakest. Good actor. Yeah, for it, um, but not great with the singing. Yeah, anyway. no, Lucy Liu didn't get an Oscar nomination either. She's a main cast She's member. She's a main cast member, right? According to the credits. Just overall, one scene. overall, I'm giving it a four point two five. Okay, I'm giving it a four point five. Okay, good, cool. That it's, gives it's it... in the top. It's in my top twenty. Okay, you said that about a last. Yeah, I reckon week. I'm into about thirty five movies in my top twenty. Yep, All right now. <laughs> Uh, so that gives it a total for the final movie of 2022. Oh, that gives it a total of 61.25. Oh, yeah. So that that's puts high. It in fourth spot. 
behind, um, let me think if I can work it out from the top. Love Actually. Yep. Gone with the Wind. That's third. Godfather second. No. No, gold member. <laughs> no. It goes Love Actually, Titanic. Oh, okay. Gone with the Wind, Chicago, Aladdin. They're the top five. Then gold member. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers' gold member is our fifth best movie of 2022. It's on the Archie Q De Niro score, yes. Wow. Are we keeping the Archie Q into 2023? Oh, we are. We'll have to... Come up with a production because we can't spend another forty-five minutes working out initials. No, going around moving them around. Yeah, just or no, to find words that fit Archie's name. That's what. That's what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to put in something to do with extras, though. Although that's not an every movie thing. No, what was I saw? I saw a really meme thing um, on Instagram, and it was like it was somebody that was just like, I love watching background actors in movies. Oh, yeah. And it was this guy that was sitting there eating a burger and he was clearly talking to someone across yeah. the table who you couldn't see. And he was just like, like miming the words <laughs> and then was like, had his burger. And then he went and take a bite and he goes, oh, and then doesn't take a bite and then puts it down and then grabs his drink and then goes to drink and then things, but doesn't drink anything and then puts that back down. <laughs> Uh, let's see if we can work that out into the Q De Niro somehow in the break. See how we go. Yeah. Um, we have a break now, don't we? Yeah, and then we do Google reviews. Okay, we'll be back very shortly. Yeah. Two drinks in a <laughs> We're back. Okay, some reviews from Google. We had our little break. There are some great one-star reviews, which I was not expecting because it has a 4.5 overall on Google. Mm. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll, I'll go first with a one Alfonso five-star. Okay, Alfonso. Mm, and this is my favourite Chicago 2002. Like Miramax is a really fantastic of golden era cinema and over decade from Lots Academy Award since I would get it to buy DVD from original Disney 2002 because I love it. Love to see from Disney and Miramax films. Chicago is a delightful sing-along song, romance, funny dance. I gave you five stars, really amazing. So technically, Chicago 2002 is a Disney movie. (laughs) Oh, shit. That was one sentence and every word was capitalized. Uh, Roy has written, no, not for me, lol. Is that it? That's it. (laughs) So I'm going to do another one. Um, this woman, Missy, just didn't get it. Okay. Right? One of the most annoying musicals I have had the displeasure of watching. Hard to follow storyline. On stage, in jail, back on stage. What's going on? Had to fast forward a lot of the singing by Shouty Woman. Just too loud and irritating. Is Catherine Zeta-Jones the Shouty Woman? Maybe. How about this? Awesome movie. Love it. Have seen it many times. Love Richard Gere. Gear spelt wrong. Renee Z. Renee spelt wrong. Catherine Z. Jones. Catherine spelt wrong. <laughs> and Queen L. She got that right. And others. Terrific cast. Oh, dear. I've seen it many times but never read the credits. Um, really bad acting. Wanted to walk out halfway through but with a lady who likes tasteless films. <laughs> Shame there is. It sounds a, like a bad date. Yeah. Shame there is no zero score. 
Not worth any stars at all. Cast's heads are tremendously huge in this film, like they were performing Hamlet or a great classic show. If you like boring films and you like farts, then watch this. I love this flick. It opens up with all the energy and staccato of a roaring 20s Tommy gun, and the action doesn't stop. It's hard to believe that the main characters do their own singing and dancing. The precision of this infectious and original screenplay is remarkable. I've seen this show on the big screen, TV, and on stage in London, and it has never disappointed. The fast pace makes it difficult to choose a favourite part, but both my wife and I were hysterical over the scene where the cast were all portrayed as puppets. It must have taken a great deal of effort to pull this off with such precision. As for the main actors, I believe they were equally well chosen. Richard Gere was this quintessential sleaze. (laughs) Renee, spelt wrong again, (laughs) Zwellinger. Dumb and cute. Catherine Zeta-Jones, smart and beautiful. All of them very talented. Simply put, I found this show simply wonderful. R-E-N-E, Renee, like the guy from Aqua. That's how they've spelt it. And then Zellweger, Z-W-E-L-L-E-N-G-R, Zwellinger, Renner Zwellinger. Bill has given it one stars, right? But Mm. have a listen to the review. Okay. Chicago has everything needed to succeed, but is a near miss. Like it stars Renee Zellweger and Richard Gere. Renee acts, sings, and dances well, but lacks the it that could carry the movie. Gear tries to keep up, but lacks it all except it. Good songs and choreography. All that jazz, cellophane man, isn't it great, all professionally performed. Is that a one star I... so far? No. Then the, the, the jerky camera work defeats what's left of Bob Fosse's snazzy choreography. I don't think he choreographed the 2002 film. I don't think so. The direction lacks cohesion and definition. We're giving a fuzzy impression, like flailing in a fog, rather than the bite the musical calls for. That's a one-star review. That's a, He's quite that's complimentary. Like a, yeah, I was going to say, that's like a three-star review. Yeah, that's two and a half, three, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, all right. Have you got any others worth... This movie is on fire. I could watch this all day and all night. My favourite music musical all time. Rob Marshall is no Bob Fosse. The entire production (laughs) was forgettable by the time the credits rolled. Waste of $45 million. Just my opinion, man. Hmm. Lee, do you have a favourite song in Chicago and why is it Cell Block Tango? Uh, Correct. Okay. (laughs) Um, All that jazz is good. Yeah. Tango is good. Mama's good. While I was waiting for you to get here, I listened to it again to the point where you thought I was just watching it. Yeah, I was like, wait, haven't you watched it yet? (laughs) Um, And All That Jazz is very good. I could watch just the opening scene of All That Jazz a lot of times. Mm. Mm. Cool. Anyway, 2023 is almost upon us. It is. In nine days, if you're listening to this on the day this is released. Yep. Um. So we are not going to do a trivia of what's next. Because we haven't thought that far ahead. (laughs) We've got a list of some potentials for 2023. But what I wanted to do, dear listeners, is open it up to you about what you would like from us in 2023. So in the link in the episode description and in the notes below on the YouTube, as well as on our socials, it's going to be a link to a survey 
and you can tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us what things different you might like yeah. to add. Input. Input from listeners. That's good. Also, there'll be a little spot if there's a movie that you want us to do. Yeah. Because we can open it up to the people. Anybody uh, that suggests White Chick will be blocked. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we'll find your IP address and you'll be unable to download our episodes yes. from now on. I'm joking. We, no, you're allowed to watch. You, you can suggest White Chicks. We just won't do it. Yeah, but you're also allowed to like White Chicks. We just won't do it. Yeah, that's fine. The only weigh-ins I like is the one in Happy Endings. Yeah. Cool. Bloody Happy Endings. What a show. Oh. So, yes, if you would like to have some contribution to what happens in 2023 on Two Drink Cinema, then there'll be a link in the episode description down below so you can fill out our little survey. If you want, good. we'll send you a stubby holder. Yeah. Uh, wherever you are in the world, yep. postage is going to be more than the stubby holder's worth. Maybe. But uh, fill out the survey anyway. We'll send you a stubby holder uh, and you can have some input into 2023. This is the stubby holder. On the, on it's the got YouTubes. us on it. It's reflective. I was going to say, you can't see it. Anyway, uh, for other people in other countries, it's a drink cooler. Yeah, beer cooler. I don't know, I don't what, know what they would call foreigners it. call it. I don't it. know. If I, I don't think I've ever seen an American using a stubby holder. If you're an American and you want to introduce your country to stubby holders, they get cold. Fill out our survey, and then I'll send you two if you're American, because of the um, exchange rate. No, but also because we're introducing the whole. Country yeah. Yeah. to stubby holders. Patent pending. I, I think there's already a patent on yeah, stubby holders. So. All right. Thank Done. you for listening in 2023 to Two Drinks Cinema. We have been two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. We will be back after a short break at some point in 2023 with yes. a whole lot more movies. A whole lot more movies. Ugh. Let's see how many Bette Midler movies we can do next year. <laughs> Bette Midler and the rest of Robin Williams. Yep. We also, if you're going to miss us in the month of January and you haven't yet, there's a few episodes of Rainbow Popcorn, our other podcast that you can listen to. Uh, and if you need even more than that, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema has some more episodes there as well. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Two drink cinema.